Welcome to Law in the Bush, a regional, rural, remote podcast by the University of New England's Law School. Hello, welcome to Law in the Bush. I'm Lisa Ward, I'm your presenter. Today we're speaking to Professor Paul Martin of UNE's Law School. What has been your legal and academic journey to becoming a professor of law, that's so impressive, <laughs> and head of UNE's Ag Law Centre? I've had a diverse background. My earlier career was as an accountant, and then I became the Group Administration Manager for Lindemans and Leo Buring. I worked in the wine industry. Then Company Secretary for Wellcome Pharmaceuticals. And I sat down and had a big think. And I joined a friend of mine. We had a consulting business and I became a venture capitalist. And I worked a lot in business. But also alongside that as visiting academic at the Australian Graduate School of Management. And chair of one of the catchment management boards. And president of a small environment group as well. So I've a diverse background. And when I came up here, I thought, okay, I'm coming to the end of my working life and I want to do something different. The centre was nominally established, but wasn't really operational. And then I took on to build it. That's what I've been doing since. And you used all of your previous skills to build on that. Understanding the institutional and the strategic aspects of law uh, and governance more broadly does draw on a variety of skills and knowledge and you have to be comfortable to move outside what's on the books and to really work hard on the dynamics and the power relationships and the systems and all those things which I enjoy doing. That's excellent. How long have you been at UNE? I came up in 2005 so been here ever since then. It must be an all right place to work. I'm lucky. I greatly appreciate the law school, my colleagues. That's something that's important to me. I get a lot out of it. And uh, the rural communities, that's always comfortable for me. UNE has a lot to recommend it for someone who's interested in diverse things as I am. You've published a number of books. I can't even count them. You'll have to tell me hmm. if you can remember how many they are. What sort of areas have they been in? Principally, aspects of natural resource governance and sustainability. So the most recent couple, one was part of a large project with a number of domestic and international collaborators looking at the uh, community engagement in management of natural resources, particularly invasive species management. And the other one we've just finished was a collaboration with colleagues out of Brazil to do a detailed analysis of the book's called Governing for Megadiversity, the implementation of environment protection in megadiverse countries, Australia and Brazil. That's two examples. That's excellent. Now, I hope you're going to give us some links so that people can have a look at them. We can put them on the podcast. Did you say a project that you're working on currently? That's the land care one. That's the main thing. But we always have a lot of things going on concurrently. Right now, for example, PhD students have a PhD student who's a Supreme Court judge in Papua New Guinea, and she's working on sharing of benefits for mining projects. We have another who's doing work on farmers' rights in Ethiopia. We have a variety of things going on at any one time. What type of research methods would they use? So one of our strengths is we are very strong methodologically. I think we can claim very much that that's what we are. We use a mixture of approaches. A lot of systems-type thinking is a significant influencer. A lot of institutional analysis is part of it. 
every now and then. Of course, we, we're always drawing on statistics and numbers. And then there's the legal skills of analysing documents and understanding them. So it's almost all of our projects use multiple methods. With research and working in a regional university, are there any benefits or challenges that you've come across for research? Well, there's always challenges. We've a philosophy that we try to engage the frontline community in our work as much as possible. We have an advantage because we're located in rural areas, but also culturally, you speak the same language, you know each other, and it's a lot easier. Main disadvantages that the same disadvantages that rural communities have, yeah, we're often away from the centres of power. And if we're in Canberra, for example, we would get a much easier access to large projects and those opportunities. We do okay, but it's more difficult, more costly. Transaction costs are higher. You're listening to Law in the Bush, a law research series about regional rural remote law by the University of New England. You've done so much research and the Ag Law Centre has done so much research. You partner up with other bodies. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, we do it at two levels. Because most of our projects have multiple perspectives that are involved in them, some are technical as well as legal, maybe social policy, maybe environmental science. So almost always we are partnering with people from different disciplines as part of our projects. And that gives us a lot of strength in dealing with these issues. We're very good at that type of thing. And the other thing is we are really serious about partnering with the affected community. So if we start a project, we don't start by saying, let's go and hit the books first. We start by saying who is potentially affected. And if it's a problem that has potential conflict, we try and partner up with all sides of that potential conflict so that we don't end up becoming merely the advocates for one position. We try and find approaches that will ensure viable solutions that take into account as many of the positions as possible. So it's really consultative. We're often very consultative the way we do things. We've done a lot of work on community engagement and participation as part of our work, which is unusual from a law-based centre point of view. It's not normal that people do that in depth that we do it. Perhaps ag law centre is a misnomer because it encompasses so much more than just law. Oh, absolutely. The definition of law. Law is rules that operate in a society. Not all of those rules come from a statute book. So we've done work on voluntary agreements, on industry standards and codes, social agreements, all these things. Whenever there is a rule set that is in any way applied to affect the rural community or the rural context, then we're interested. That's the sort of stuff we do. More and more, we're dealing with rural governance that does not depend on government. It depends on many different things. That's a really important development that is changing things quite a lot. And it's challenging for rural communities as well as for government. Is there an example that comes to mind? Sure. Natural resource management. If you look at the role of regional community groups and then you combine that, we've got the the local groups, you've got the specialist groups, maybe wild dog groups, for example, and then you've got other people that are specific about particular areas or particular activities like regeneration. They all have issues about rules, funding and all those things. We deal with those kinds of things as an integrated whole as much as we possibly can. So we would be unlikely if someone came to us and said, we want to do a project on water sharing and the Peel River, say. We would be unlikely to say, okay, let's go and speak to the irrigators and we start there. We wouldn't do that. We'd go and talk to the local council. We'd speak to some of the environmental groups. We'd start trying to scope out 
what is the real nature of this challenge? And then we'd start looking at what are the instruments and how do they work and how are they administered. And to come up with like an, a consensus. Not necessarily. You can't always get consensus, but even if it's just a recognition of you have significantly diverse perspectives on this, then that allows us to start thinking when we make any recommendations, how can we minimise the potential problems? If you only look at a problem from one perspective, you walk straight into the unexpected problems and we don't like to do that. We don't think that's the best way of doing research. You've got so much experience you would know over in Ag Law Centre the best way to approach it and you've been very successful. We've done well. We are proud of what we've done and we're well known. We've got an international reputation. It can always be better. <laughs> you can always do more and you can always do it better. But so far, I think we've done all right. It sounds exciting and fantastic to hear that you're encouraging collaborators and students from around the world who have an interest in the environment and justice. Thank you, Professor Paul Martin, for being with us today. You've been listening to Law in the Bush. Thanks for listening. We want to hear from you. Please fill out our survey in the link below. 